Welcome to the Get With It podcast. I will be your host, Elizabeth. This podcast will focus on the decline of women in technology and how our grassroots organization works with the community to foster relationships and reducing the gap of women in tech. We will be talking with both men and women on how to continue to move the needle forward on those relationships. For more information, please check us out at getwitit.org. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Get Wit It podcast. Today, I have the fabulous Liz McConaughey. Did I say it right? You did. You got it. Woo! Woo! All right. (laughs) (laughs) On with me, and I'm so excited to talk to you because you have, like, the best company and the best job. (laughs) (laughs) It is is fantastic here. I won't lie. Oh, oh my gosh. Totally jelly. So first though, before you tell us about Fabulous Beam Dental, Mm -hmm. we want to know about you. So tell us about yourself and your journey into IT and how you got where you're at and all that good, good jazz. Yeah. So um, I I feel like anybody who gets into recruiting tends to not like come out of college going, I'm going to recruit. That sounds good. Um, (laughs) And so so where where I started, I actually got my, I majored in music and I went on to get my master's in vocal performance. So I sing opera. That uh, was and still is my first love. Um, <laughs> that that's kind of like, did I know that? Yeah, I don't know, but that's that's my side hustle. So I'm a professionally trained classical singer. Um, I've sung all over Ohio and the Midwest region and various uh, various groups, various opera houses. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. But uh, you know, I got my master's at Indiana University in 2016, and when I came out, I realized I had all this debt, and unfortunately, the arts does not pay particularly well. So I wanted to get a day job, and my boyfriend at the time, you know, he was working for the state of Ohio as a, as an engineer, and I remember he was telling me about how he. And all the guys in the office would have such a fun time trolling recruiters. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he told me, he's like, oh, these recruiters are so terrible. And we get a really bad one. We put them on speakerphone and we just go to town. And I was like, that is horrible. I, I, I totally chewed him out. I was like, that is the most immature thing I've ever heard of. Like, seriously, how hard is it to be like just polite on a phone call and then hang up and never speak to the person again? So, so <laughs> what ended up happening is we were going out to dinner one night and he looks at his phone. And he says, Liz, he's like, I know this is a recruiter. I I want you, I'm going to put this on speakerphone. I want you right here to listen to this because I know what firm this is and it's going to be bad. And so, you know, I I shuffle on over there and I'm listening. And all of a sudden I realize, oh my God, no, he wasn't kidding. It was really bad. You know, it sounded like the person was reading from a script. She had barely looked at his resume and saw he worked with one technology his junior year of college and thought he'd be a great fit for a role in Dayton, Ohio. And it was just so bad. And I remember after he hung up, like, I was like infuriated about it. I was like, just how personal was this? And that sort of got me thinking, like, I could do this better. <laughs> and so I started researching into it more. And 
eventually I started interviewing for jobs. I put together a cover letter. I showed how my expertise and training in music could transfer into recruiting. And um, I got my first job at a deco engineering and technology that that is now Modus. And so I stayed with Modus for three years. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it, which is a pretty long time yeah. <laughs> in, in the recruiting world to stay with one firm for three years. And I learned a lot. I had a really wonderful business development manager. I was partnered with an office who taught me a lot and um, had really, really great leadership to, to look up to as well. And uh, it just sort of reached for a point for me where I was kind of like, well, where do I want to grow my career from here? You know, I, I finished paying off my student loans and I wasn't totally sold on going into music full time because it would mean traveling a lot, like more than two thirds of the year. And I wasn't a fan of that. And so that was when I started looking into potentially just recruiting for one company. And so sort of through the grapevine, I started having conversations with people at Beam. And by the time, you know, I, I started talking and really making friends with Chase McCants, who's our head of talent here, you know, they were getting ready to open up a, a technical recruiter role. And so I came in, I did the formal interview process, and uh, here I am today. <laughs> That's awesome. So you're going to have to tell everybody kind of the backstory of Beam and its life. Yeah. So, all right, let's start at inception here. Okay. Um, or, <laughs> I should say. So, all right, Beam. We have three founders, all graduated from U of L down in Kentucky. And so in 2012 was when Beam was formed and it started off as an IoT company. So they had this toothbrush, could measure two points of data. How many times a day were you brushing your teeth and how long were each of those brush sessions? So what happened then is as they were sort of going out, pitching this idea to investors, Alex Frohmeyer, who is our fearless CEO, he got this idea of, well, what if you could actually take that IoT even further? What if you could, you know, pair it with, you know, dental benefits? What if you could make it so that people weren't paying so much money for their dental coverage as long as they were taking care of their teeth? And, you know, he pitched that idea to the right company at the right time. That was Drive Capital. They they really liked the idea. And so in 2014, we came up here to Columbus and that's how we sort of made that that transition into, <laughs> into um, you know, insurance technology here. So now sort of fast forward to today of where we are. So we have our beam brush, we have our perks pack, which includes the uh, replaceable toothbrush heads, the famous, <laughs> the famous uh, beam toothpaste, as well as our dental floss. And we're now able to offer those benefits in more than 40 states. We're close to being all 50 states by the end of the year, knock on wood. We currently have 220 employees and we're on track to be at 250 by the end of the year. And to date, we have more than um, 80 million in uh, venture capitalist backing. Uh, Series D funding is where we're at. You said you came up from where, where was it originated? Like, where were you? In uh, Louisville. Louisville oh. is where, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. I think I, I, you told me that before. So what cracks me up though is people were, they, they love this uh, toothbrush and toothpaste. So mm-hmm. just so for our listeners, we, um, Beam Dental was a huge supporter <laughs> of the Get What It conference this year. And Everybody was talking about your booth and the toothpaste and the tooth. Yeah. No. Oh my god. It- <laughs> and I, I, I snagged some dental floss because I need. Yeah. Oh wow. I was like, oh, I need some dental floss. Well, guess what? Beam was there. 
Yep. No, and dental floss is the new Swiss Army knife. NPR did a report a while back on all the many uses for dental floss. So I'm a firm believer that everyone should have it in their in their back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. So that's just kind of crazy, right? Like you just kind of think of a toothbrush and whatnot yeah. and take it from there. So how, I mean, this is like, gr- you guys are growing like, at a rapid rate. Oh yeah. (laughs) Tell us about that. Oh boy. Um, so it has definitely been, been mind boggling this year. I don't think anybody expected that we were going to grow this much, especially on the technical side of the house, like our engineering and product teams, but you know, sort of what it came down to is we're, we're letting the business drive our hiring needs. So as we continue to have more business that we need to support, we continue to add more people to help support that. So, so, you know, right now we have, uh, at least on the engineering side of the house, we have six engineering teams with seven engineers each. We have our mobile engineering team that, uh, supports, uh, our mobile application that pairs with the beam brush. We have our site reliability team. Um, and then, of course, we have our UX and our and our product organization, which can, uh, consists of product owners and product managers. So it's been really rapid, but it's been a lot of fun. You know, I know that we are going to continue to grow even more than 2020. I don't know if it'll be quite as rapid as this year. Um, yeah, this year. <laughs> I'm, hesitant, I'm hesitant to say that because I'm sure we'll then get to, you know, the middle of next year and realize we have even greater hiring needs. But yeah, it, it, it's been a lot of fun to, to see the company grow as much as it has. So you said Ale- the two, two wait is there's two Alexes correct for Meyer and Curry yeah. is that correct yeah correct and then and then Dan is that correct yep so yep. those three are the inventors of this or were yes. there more so they no so it was just those three they were that they were the founders who came up with the idea and so so. They were the ones that came up with it. Now, um, sort of the way the business looks is so. Of course, you know, Fro oversees everything as the CEO. Dan, uh, you got You have to. You have to stop and tell everybody why do they call on that? I mean, you. We had this conversation, and you're like, you know, Fro, and I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, so no, Fro has always been called Fro. Um, apparently, ever since college, everybody just knows him as that. And honestly, it's kind of helpful because Alex and Alex and Chris are like two very, very, very popular names here at Beam, and so we have to start <laughs> distinguishing people in some regard. So, so Fro makes it easy. He just goes and by Fro. Just uh, to be clear, if anybody has ever met Alex, he's like ni- nicest guy, and he has no hair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's he very easy to spot. He, he, uh, he, he has that nice shiny bald head. He will have the headphones around his neck and usually has on some pristine white sneakers. So yeah, he's, he's very easy to spot in a crowd. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. I just, that's like a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh my gosh. No, it's fine. So yeah, so we've got Fro, who's our CEO um, and is really the face of the company. We have Dan Dykes, who um, oversees operations and and people here. And then we also have Alex Curry. Um, Something to keep in mind, too, is that we actually have two offices. So, you know, 
being the business is is here in Columbus, but then in Northern Kentucky, that's actually where our manufacturing of the bean brush happens. And so, you know, we actually have a, a couple firmware engineers down there who do like all the the actual like the technical components of the toothbrush, you know, and what goes into that. But we also we also you know do all of our boxing and shipping out of Northern Kentucky too. So two offices. And um, for the most part, you know, Fro stays up here. And then Dan Dykes and Alex Curry, they, they go back and forth depending on how they're needed. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it just cracks me up, Fro. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh every time. So, but you have, you have the product and you have, you have uh-huh. investors, you have multiple investors, right? Now, Yes, yes, we do. Our most recent one would be would be Georgian Partners. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> they yeah, they put forth uh, fifty five million, and that was back in May of this year. So so yeah, so we do we, <laughs> we have a lot of backing, and that's you know that for us is just fantastic because I mean. Obviously, you know, our three founders believed in the product and those of us that have come to Beam certainly do. But to get that kind of capital investment, uh, to know that other people think we can be successful at it is is just really empowering. Okay, so Beam is not only a, you don't have just a a product, it also is an opportunities for companies with the insurance, right? Dental insurance, Kind of mm-hmm. tell me more about that because you guys have this awesome toothbrush, the best toothpaste ever. Yeah. And then, but then you can incorporate, am I understanding that right? That you can work with companies? Yeah. So let me sort of explain like the business model. So primarily we've been, we've been working with a lot of small to mid-sized companies. Those tend to be our, our target audience. I know like one of the most frequently asked questions that I get is, oh, so who's your biggest competition? <laughs> um, and, you know, it's kind of one of those things where we don't really have competition in this space. You know, if you want to think about like like dental insurance companies, like you might think of like Delta Dental and they are a behemoth of a dental insurance company. And, and the coverage they offer, it, it tends to be for these larger enterprise companies. So, you know, Beam has sort of found its niche more with these small to mid-sized companies because our underwriting process is a lot quicker. We're able to tailor plans better and more quickly to get to our, our customers. And so that tends to be a hit, a hit with them. So at any rate, how our process goes is we have our we have our salespeople and they go out and they engage with insurance brokers. They talk up our product, which is that, you know, your whole group, they use the Beam brush, they use the, the Beam mobile app, they track their brushing habits and provided your brushing twice a day for two minutes for each session, then you get a good brushing score. And if your whole group collectively has a has a high enough brushing score, then upon renewal, we're able to reduce the costs on your premiums up to 15%. So it's a pretty great, it's a pretty great sell, yeah. <laughs> especially since, especially since every six months we send these, you know, we send the perks, which is are the replacement heads and the toothbrush and the toothpaste. So there's really no excuse not to take care of your teeth. <laughs> and so, you know, usually the brokers say, this is fantastic. They go out, they pitch it to, you know, the companies they're working with, and that's how we bring in business. So that, that right now is our business model. We're also partnered, you know, usually uh, companies like to bundle benefits. So uh, we're right now bundled with BSP for vision. So it's kind of a two oh, for deal right there. Okay. Now, do you have to, um, do you have legal 
a stipulate I'm not quite sure what the word I want to use is legal um, guidelines or steps when you are working with companies like that Oh, uh, like if like you're offering what? this dental insurance, is there something like you have to, yeah. um, you know, like you have the FDA that's like monitors kind of oh, okay. the government side of all the shit of life? Yeah. yeah. So that's a really good question. So we actually have an insurance company behind us. And so we are using their product. And then we are we are technically a benefits company, oh, okay. not an insurance company. So yeah, we're using the insurance behind another 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 larger insurance company. But our Beambrush is partnered with that to create this benefits package that the insurance. Is, oh, okay. Is, is so you kind of take the liability off yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, that's not to say that we still don't have. I, I mean, I, I mean. That's not to say we still don't have some responsibility and liability here. Um, you know, PHI right. is is very important. Um, you know, we are we are continually working on updating our processes to make sure that that information is secure. But that being said, yeah, for us that business model made the most sense because, uh, like you said, there is there is a lot of groundwork <laughs> to to get that backing and approval to sell insurance in the United States. So so this is sort of how we how we well, make <laughs> fitting in the business here. Smart. So yeah. what yeah. do you think is going to be like? I mean, the journey. How? Do, I mean, are you going to take over the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it, it, it's really interesting who you ask. You know, when I talked to Fro before um, before Wetcon, actually, you know, I kind of asked him, I said, you know, I was like, so like, what is the long term plan? Because I've heard, of, heard it a few different ways. And what Fro told me is, ideally, we would love to be, we would love to, to achieve IPO status. We would love to be an independent company that then can be publicly traded. That would be the dream. And that is a good long-term goal that we have. Now, are we like 100% committed to that goal and, and have that as our only, you know, our only sightline? Absolutely not. You know, even as a third-party recruiter, I worked with a fair amount of startups. And something I learned very quickly on and early on in the game is that if you only if you're only committed to one particular path, that can sort of be your downfall because when it doesn't work out, you have no other outs. So we are open to other other potential opportunities happening. You know, it may be that a larger company says, oh, my gosh, look at how well Beam is doing. We need to do the same thing. Hmm, it's really expensive for us to start things from scratch. I wonder if we could acquire Beam. So, so there are options out there, but at the end of the day, we really are committed to you know the path of if we can if we can achieve that IPO status, we can be traded publicly. That would be the dream. Okay, okay, that's a great dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if okay, so we want to plug. It's just Beam Dot Dental. No, Beam Dental Dot Com. What is? <laughs> oh, you mean our website? Yeah. So if people want to go visit your website. Oh, yeah. It is beam.dental. Beam.dental. That's it. Yep. yep. That's it. Okay. We had this conversation, I think, and I was thrown off by why there wasn't like a dot com or something. Oh, yeah. I know. I totally get it. It took me a while to get my email address right for a while. So <laughs> I understand. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I was like, what? No, that can't be right. So beam.dental and you can have their website. Now walk us through how like 
how does a company reach out to you? Like, let's say, like, I run my own company and I want to use you guys. Oh, very cool. So, yeah. So if companies are interested in working with us, I recommend reaching out to any of our, our salespeople. We have a number of them in office now. <laughs> and um, I was going to say, like, if you just reach out on LinkedIn and are curious, just ping somebody and they will point you in the right direction. One thing we're really well known for here at Beam is just how helpful everybody is. Um, <laughs> we That's always, great. Yeah, we always really want to be able to help out people when we can. So, yeah, so that's that's what I would suggest. Alternatively, you know, you can also check on our website here. We have a page specifically for employers to learn more about us as well and, and reach out. Okay. And so what if you're an independent person, like just like some Joe Schmo off the street? Yeah. Um, how does that work? So right now, unfortunately, we are not able to offer individual plans. Um, remember how we were talking about <laughs> the U.S. government kind of making things difficult <laughs> for selling insurance? Right. Yeah, so it is really, really very difficult to to sell to individuals, and and so at this point, while that while that is a goal of ours, and we really are want to be able to close that gap on the hundred million Americans who do not currently have access to dental coverage, right now we are only focused on on actual companies and, and groups of people. Now it can be a very small company; you can have a company of less than ten people, but again, at the end of the day, we are we are not um, insuring individuals. Okay, all right. So not yeah. individuals, but can they buy your products still? Not yet. Not yet. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, okay. So this is like, like yeah. you're talking bulk, like people work with you as a company and then the, the products then are distributed from the company that they work for. Correct. Is that Correct. how I'm a, okay? Okay. So, woo, what does Fro think about that? I mean, going independent for people, letting them order off the website. Yeah. So, about, you know, in terms of like selling the bean brush, I mean, these are things that like we've definitely been talking about throughout the year. We don't have anything set in stone. Right now, our efforts are actually more focused on the fact that we are going to be releasing a new brush in 2020. That's going to have a lot more capabilities than the current beam brush. Uh, so right now, we're kind of focused on that product delivery and making sure that that's a success and that we can cater to our current members. <laughs> okay, makes sense. Um, but, but it is a discussion topic that we have a pin in, and I know that we will be addressing in 2020. Yeah, I think that would be pretty popular. I mean, the way people were talking about it at Get With It, like people yeah. fighting over trying to get that toothbrush. And I, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure they're not giving that toothbrush away. Did you give a toothbrush away? No, we did not. But we did have a number of people reach for it and start trying to take it. And we kind of had to say, no, no, this is our display. Um, please take some floss and toothpaste instead. Um but no, we're we're so excited that that people think our brush is so cool because we, I mean, again, you know, for us it's kind of like our baby, and we're so proud of it. So when someone else tells you, "Oh, we really like your toothbrush," it, it definitely means a lot. <laughs> so the toothbrush clicks with the mobile app. Tell me how that works. Is that how it works? Yeah, so right now it is Bluetooth enabled and it will sync up with the Beam app that you can download on your iPhone or Android phone. And so what it does is so you like open up the screen, you you put in your login info, you can pair the brush with the app 
and you actually have, you know, it says here, it says my, I'm just opened up the app right now. She says, hi, Elizabeth, your goal is to brush for two minutes twice a day. And so you can start the timer and have it going here. You can have your insurance card on hand. We also have our handy find a dentist app. So if you're new to Columbus, like I was a couple years ago and trying to find uh, <laughs> where your nearest dentist is, if that is covered by your, um, by your, your beam coverage, you can, you can use that as well. Oh, wait, where, we've had this discussion. Where are you from again? So originally I'm from Atlanta, but I did my master's in, in Bloomington, Indiana. So I just moved over okay. a state. Wasn't too far removed, but it was a different enough, it was a different enough city that I didn't really know where yeah, I was going. I think we talked about <laughs> the Atlanta thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. And um, one state over can really throw you off though. I will be honest. No, it definitely can. You know, I, I actually, I kind of like to tell people that um, Bloomington, excuse me, I like to tell people that Columbus is kind of like Bloomington multiplied by 30. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot to love here in Columbus. There's always so much going on. The tech scene is so vibrant. Um, and, you know, I've been so impressed too with the arts community here as well. But yeah, um, it definitely, it, you know, it's only now that I'm like on year three and almost a half <laughs> here that I can kind of more confidently, you know, talk about the city and say, hey, yeah, here's everything that's great. Um, you know, I don't necessarily need to have my GPS running all the time now to get everywhere. So that's a good feeling. <laughs> oh, girl, I've been here almost 20 years and I use my GPS almost every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I still, I still busted out, but um, yeah, I finally, I finally at least know some of my my normal routes. <laughs> <laughs> so, just because this has nothing to do with Beam Dental, I yeah. am in. I am totally intrigued with the um, the opera singing thing. That is just some crazy ass shit to me. So, how did you get involved in that? Like, how did that, like, did you just, like, one oh. day you were in the shower and your parents were like, holy shit, we should take her somewhere. Or was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so uh, how far back should I go here? Um, so my parents were always really adamant. Actually, this is something I like, you know, parents managed to screw us up in all sorts of ways. My parents oh. did do something very right. And one of the things I think they did very right is that they were very insistent that I was involved with something musical at all times throughout my uh, lower school, middle school and high school careers. It didn't matter what. I just had to stick with it for three months. So I went through some phases. Um, I tried saxophone. That was a terrible decision. I, uh, I did piano for a long time. And then like one day I remember I got really, really, really frustrated because my piano teacher at the time was having me do something that any good piano teacher will have their students do, which was to play the same two measures over and over and over again until it was muscle memory in my left and right hands. And I finally reached snapping point and told him the worst thing I knew to say at 10, which was to uh, go to H-E double hostess. <laughs> and um, yeah, he, uh, he was not thrilled with my behavior and would not take me back as a student. So I got tossed into choir temporarily. And I thought choir, I was like, this is kind of easy. Just turn up, rehearse, and then, you know, sing on a Sunday. This isn't bad. So I stuck it out with choir. And and for me, I really didn't take music that seriously. It was just something that, 
you know, I did because <laughs> my parents told me I had to. And so, so then I got to college and I actually started off in behavioral neuroscience. That was my, that was my starting passion. I, I chose my school specifically based on a couple professors I knew there. And uh, yeah, and then I, by the end of my sophomore year, I'd been through a really, really bad breakup. I had had a really frustrating in my lab. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't putting out the grades that I knew some of these top masters and PhD programs would be looking at to be considered for scholarships. And I was really trying to figure out like what I was going to do. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I remember having a really honest conversation with my advisor and was like, you know, I kind of like the music thing. Like I'm still involved with music in college. And, you know, he sort of gave me the very sage advice that, you know, you have a long life to live, but you only get to do it once. Like you might as well go after something and see if it's what you really want. And so that was when I then I, I was like, OK, I'm going to commit to music here. And so I took it much more seriously. I uh, took a couple years off between my undergrad and my master's uh, to take more classes in various languages, in international phonetic alphabet. And, and just kind of get my singing chops up to speed. And that's then when I uh, applied to graduate schools, did my audition tour, and uh, ended up selecting IU. So, yeah, that's that's how Holy I got into moly. it. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That seems so yeah. random. I know. I know. I was not like one of the child stars who sang Omil Babino Caro <laughs> on, like, America's Got Talent. And then, like, you know, my career was defined from there. It definitely, it definitely was random. Um, <laughs> I make no qualms about that. You know, it's it's uh, it's a real it's a real difficult thing to make a career at. Uh, the people who do they do it because they absolutely love it and cannot imagine themselves doing anything else. So, have you ever thought about going on Broadway? Um, yes. Well. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you know, Broadway is a different beast. It, it is a lot of hard work. I know some really talented musical theater folks. Um, you have to do a lot of movement and dancing training in addition to the, the actual singing and acting. And so, you know, I, I've thought about it. You know, I like musical theater. I, I weirdly like opera better. I know that might not be a popular opinion with a lot of people, but I find opera to actually be more authentic, which sounds weird to say because the plots of operas can be like so crazy, like inevitably someone's in love with someone and the soprano dies at the end. Like that's generally a good outline for how an opera is going to go. But yeah, weirdly, weirdly, I find I find opera to be more authentic in its emotion and, and its portrayal of human emotions. So did you have to learn like you had to learn other languages, right? I did. I did. So um, I had to take German, Italian, and French at the very least. And I know a smidgen of Spanish. <laughs> and I've sung some things in Polish and in Czech as well. That's hard. It's really hard. <laughs> Not <laughs> um, but thankfully, that's kind of why we have this amazing thing um, called IPA, the International Phonetic Alphabet. And what that allows you to do is it is all these symbols that represent the sounds that you make in order to pronounce a word. And so if you know IPA, you can and you can also have that with your IPA beer, if that's what you fancy. I sometimes do that. Um, you you then know, even if you don't know the language, if you even even if you don't even know what the words mean, you can at least pronounce them. And so that's what that's what uh, a lot of opera singers rely on, especially if they are not fluent in another language. Okay, wait. So you can go and just make up words? 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know if I can make up words here, but, um, you know, I know that if somebody like presented me with the IPA of, you know, some, some like, you know, German text or whatever, I could definitely read through it and, and pronounce it, even if, you know, it wasn't written out in English or anything like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Huh. Well, is it that crazy? I've never heard yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, linguistics is fantastic. You know, I've had some great conversations with uh, software engineers in office. Uh, some of them have that linguistics background. And we frequently talk about how, like, what an important role that plays into learning different programming languages as well. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even music itself, um, you know, music itself is a language with a lot of, of rules and, you know, depending on the context, depends on how you use the, use it. And so, you know, I've always said, I, I think musicians make some of the best technical professionals. They come from a background where they've had to learn another language. And not only that, but they've had to learn how to get along with a whole lot of other people <laughs> and right. a, a really stellar, uh, you know, final product or final performance. Wow. I, yeah, I didn't think about that. that that's yeah very much how it is for developers because you have to learn multiple languages when you're a developer mm -hmm. so now does beam dental use a specific like a ruby on rails or a java or if somebody's listening and they want to know what skills they would need yeah yeah so our applications they are all internal applications that support the business side of the house and those are all um, Ruby, Ruby on Rails. And then we have a React front end. You know, in terms of our infrastructure, we have AWS infrastructure. Um, we have been using Docker Kubernetes for containerization. We've been doing Python Ansible for, um, for scripting and automation purposes. So that's, that's kind of what our tech stack looks like right now. We use Jira and Confluence for all of our documentation. <laughs> oh, Jira. Yeah. <laughs> and Confluence, that's... Yay! Attached to yeah. Jira. <laughs> I know. We're off for Atlassian products. <laughs> well, they're the most popular in the industry. Yeah. So, and they're pretty user friendly. So, yeah. Okay. So, all right. As the recruiter, right? The You're like yeah. the technical senior, like you're the woman. Yes. Okay. So, how do people, this is where you plug yourself, and then all you get okay. like, the LinkedIn requests and <laughs> all that good stuff. So tell people how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So how people can get a hold of me, you can apply to any of our jobs. Uh, our jobs page is on our webpage. Um, you can also reach out to me on LinkedIn. I am a very active LinkedIn user. I will, I will see your connection requests. I will see your messages. And um, I am always happy to talk to people who are interested in learning how they can become a part of Beam Dental. You will also likely see me around at a number of events, whether um, it's with Get With It or Together Digital. I know that we have we are going to be sponsoring CodeMash uh, coming up in January, and we have a large, wow. <laughs> large Beam agency going up there. Um, so you'll definitely, uh, definitely see me manning the booth. So feel free to come up, say hi, and uh, we can talk tech. So you're um, you're doing Code Mesh in January now, mm -hmm. and you just had actually an open house kind of thing at. Um, we did. Yeah, how did that did. go? 
It went really well. It was it was super fun. We had a great time. Uh, you know, it was really good too for uh, family members of current employees because you know we moved to our new office like end of May, early June, and and so people people hadn't really seen the new space and seen what it's all about here. And so that was a lot of fun being able to show off, uh, you know, what the new space looks like, how we filled it out very quickly, right, <laughs> um, and and. Yeah, it was it was just a really good gathering. Uh, you know, we are a beam, you know, especially from a talent team perspective, we are really adamant that, uh, you know, we want to build a place that people want to come to on a daily basis. You know, we have a flexible work schedule. We understand that sometimes people need to work from home. But at the end of the day, we want to have such a great office environment that people are excited to come to work every day. That's our goal. Oh, that's that's a great goal because there's too many companies yeah. who don't have that goal, and I don't think people are happy in their positions. Yeah, so, it's tough. <laughs> it is tough. It is tough, and we live now in a world that you could jump online from a remote place if you had to a sick kid or a sick spouse, um, partner, whatever it may be, and. Yeah. So that flexibility definitely is um, appealing. Now, do you, so some companies don't hire like contractors. Now, do you hire contractors or are you just FTE internal employees only? At the moment, we are just FTE currently. You know, I, I am just, we're just now kind of starting to go over what the hiring plans for 2020 will look like. So for all I know, that may change, Right. <laughs> um, you know, like we like to be adaptable as you know about our hiring needs here but no for now we are we are um we are all full-time employees okay okay and i'm assuming as full-time employees you probably get like leave and all that kind of stuff yeah so the benefits we have here are are really impressive um so we have uh we have <laughs> you must have wonderful dental insurance <laughs> It's pretty fantastic. Um, so, yeah, so so we 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 cover um, we cover 100% naturally of dental and vision premiums, and of course, dentals through Beam. Our vision is through VSP. We cover 99% of health insurance premiums, and and we have two plans uh, through Cigna. And um, I was telling someone this the other day, but like if you're kind of looking at a spectrum as to like what you can expect to pay for month for health insurance, I think the cheapest we have is like four dollars a month. And then like the most expensive we have is like, I think maybe three hundred dollars a month if you're on a PPO plan and paying for the entire you know family wife, including four kids. So pretty competitive there. We then have a 4% 401k match that's immediately vested. We have uh, an annual bonus of 10%, and that's based on, on personal goals as well as overall company goals. And then we have our learning stipend. That, that's right now for all of our technical employees. And so every year, all of our technical employees get $2,500, and that can be utilized for conferences, that can be utilized for if they want to do classes of some sort. I know all of our product owners, they actually got a group rate to go get certified um, for their CSPO. So they oh, did wow. that. This year. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was a great way to put it to use. We also have a desk budget that every new employee gets for $500. And, and that's great because it kind of gives you the opportunity to kind of customize your desk the way you want it to. We've had people buy their own chairs, although the chairs we have here are pretty nice, I have to say. 
you can use it to get custom Beats headphones. You can use it to uh, add more plant life. Uh, we actually have a partnership with Stump uh, in German Village. Then, And if you haven't been to Stump before, it is the store that specializes in indoor plants. And so uh, about once a quarter, we take people over to Stump. They get the indoor plants that they want, um, put it on their desk budget, and uh, come back here. So we've actually got a lot of really lovely green life oh my <laughs> here God. in all things. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's been a really popular way for people to spend their desk budget. The other way people like to spend it too is uh, because we have these adjustable desks that can go up and down. We also have the we also have some people that have gotten the really squishy gel mats to stand on throughout the day too. So yeah, people get creative with the desk budget. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I've never heard of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Just uh, the other couple benefits I didn't mention, but I, I think are so important today. Uh, so we do not have an official PTO policy. Essentially, it is unlimited PTO. You know, we trust that when people come in, they're going to take the time off that they need. And then we also offer 12 weeks uh, paid uh, paternity, maternity leave. So that's also just a, a really nice perk. Yeah, no kidding. That's great. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though, if the women would want them in there for the whole time. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've actually had it's it's actually really cool because um I you know, I know our head of product, she was actually out on maternity leave and, and, and she came back in and you know, I had never seen a company be like so caring and understanding, working out how she was gonna come back in and pick up the workload again. You know, not it wasn't like anything, you know, it wasn't like everything was just thrown on her, you know, the day she got back into office, but they really took time to kind of curate a plan that made sense. Wow, that's um, great. Yeah, and we have, we have, um, you know, we have a, a few other um, pregnant employees right now, too. And, you know, it'll be the same process with them, you know, making sure that we have a plan for while they're gone and also plan to help them come back. <laughs> yeah, that's important because we hear that a lot with Get With It, that women feel when they come back into the workplace after being gone for maternity leave, like it's just not a always a welcoming back and you know environment, and they don't consider like, well, maybe they have to pump or maybe they have to, mm -hmm. you know, and so yeah. and just yeah. small accommodations like that makes a, a world of difference for yeah. people in the workforce, definitely men and women. Mm -hmm. um, not that men are pumping, but. <laughs> No, but did you hear that whole story, though? I mean, I can't remember what celebrity, you know, publicized it, but about how there aren't diaper changing stations in a lot of men's restrooms. There's um, Yes, that is a true fact. Yeah. And I was really shocked to hear that. And so now there's this huge initiative to get these diaper changing stations out into men's restrooms. And I'm all behind it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know a lot of men who are excited about it, too, because they don't necessarily want to be, you know, changing their baby's diaper out in public. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely still work to be done to uh, close the gender gap in a lot of regards. <laughs> that is true. That is true. My goodness. So, right. All right. Well, I um we I want to promote once again Beam Dental and Yay. throw it out there that Liz is always open to chat. I've taken advantage of chatting with her. <laughs> well, I am super excited. So just to get, let you know, and everybody, I'm trying to look at the... So this will get released on the 18th, 
So is there okay. anything coming up other than happy Turkey day and all that, that, <laughs> that you have for beam any like events or anything you want to give a shout out to? Mm. No, we don't have any events at this time. You know, for us, Q4 is a really, really busy time because we're getting set for all of the enrollments and renewals that are going to happen come January 1st, 2020. So we'll be hard at work here. But definitely, if you're planning to come up to Code Bash, please come find us and say hi. I know any of our engineers would love to talk to you about their experience working here at Beam. And I am more than happy to talk to anyone who's interested in applying to Beam. Awesome. Tell Tony, you know, we talked, he could have, you know, he could have jumped on here. Oh, man. I know. I didn't even think. Man, I feel bad. I can actually see him from where I'm sitting. Um, <laughs> just, just wave and say, hi, Tony. So I don't know if you knew this. I don't know if I told you this. This is such a side story. But um, yeah. so two years ago, we had the Get With It at the FOSSA Center. And he walked in and handed me a bunch of Wendy stuff because that's where he's from. Yeah. Well, I we're looking at each other and he's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, where do I know this person from? You know, I you know how it is. You meet all these and you're like, holy shit, I should know who this is. It's not yeah. clicking with me. Who? He's like, he just looks at me, goes, Wendy's. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I know who you are. It was so funny that he just, I, he, I, it's like he knew I was, I had a delay there. I'm like, oh my God, how do I know? How do you know how do I know you? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So yeah, it, it always cracks me up like what a small world Columbus is. Um like I swear every week I learn, you know, of two people that are connected to each other that I had no idea were connected. So <laughs> I know, right? It's crazy. So well, I thank you for um coming on and thanks for dealing with me and my technology. God love technology, right? Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so I preach you appreciate you jumping online um, during your busy work day, you guys finishing up. And you should tell Fro he should go independent with those toothbrushes. <laughs> I will I will do my best here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can sell them like toothbrush, toothpaste, you know, a little package deal there. <laughs> yeah, but everybody loves the toothpaste, and they can't get that either. You handed it out at the at the conference, yeah. yeah. And so everybody was like, "I got Beam Dental toothpaste," and I was like, "Oh well, okay." Did you get the toothbrush? They're like, they wouldn't let me take the brush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I had to chuckle about that. So. But I thank you so much, and I'm sure I'm going to see you. You're right downtown. We're right by each other. So oh, yeah. we could probably just uh, wave to each other outside of the windows, and, and <laughs> we, we really we could. So, yeah, um, we totally need to have like a happy hour. Absolutely, absolutely. So well, um, you know, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for having me on. Um, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. Yeah, thank you so much for giving us the deets on Beam Dental and how awesome you guys are. And now everybody's going to listen to this and be super jelly, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, and if you, if anybody, Beam.Dental, again, that's the website, Beam.Dental, Liz McConaughey, did I say it right? McConaughey? Yep, you got it. 
Mm-hmm. Nailed it. She's all over the place. She's fabulous. You're fabulous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't know, Liz, maybe there might be some big opera person listening. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I, I always love to connect with people in tech who are also passionate about the performing arts. So, uh, yeah, please feel free to come find me. <laughs> or, you know, you're going to be doing like shows like people are going to be like, let's just get Liz to sing at our shows. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, they're more than welcome to check out uh, my professional singer's website. That is actually on my LinkedIn, if anybody's curious. Oh, I'm going there right now, girl. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. And any of our listeners want to reach out, Liz is your woman. Perfect. Thanks so much, Elizabeth. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. We will see you next time and feel free to drop us a line at getwitit.org.